This is Gospel Time coming to you from the Church of God, located at 4601 South Drexel Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, where the pastor is Elder Ricky Dukes. Songs by the choir, my burden he rolled away, and he said if I be lifted up, both directed by Brother Joe Gordon.
The next voice you will hear will be our associate minister, Elder Jeff Buford. Amen. He said, if I, and if I be lifted up, amen, the scripture says, if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto him. Amen. The power of this gospel through Jesus Christ, when it's in a lifted up life, living holiness, will draw people. Amen. The scripture says, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man can see the Lord. We're happy this day of uh, being saved from our sins and having a message of deliverance. Uh, Amen. It is time for the gospel, and this is gospel time. Coming to you over WYL 1160 AM. Gospel time has been a blessing down through the years to the souls of men and women. And oftentimes we pray for the radio broadcast. We say for those who are the faceless uh, uh, individuals who we never, never come in contact with in person, But as the gospel go over the airwaves, we have been a blessing down through the years. And gospel time has been in existence for decades. And we have a special announcement at the end of this service as a a, a part of a transition that we're going through here. We just ask that you keep listening for details. Follow us live on Periscope as well. We're here to be a blessing on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Elder Ricky Dukes. We're here, dear God, knows uh, that God has given us a message of deliverance. Uh, the Bible says uh, it's time for the gospel to be pre- preached. Uh, preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. As we lift up our Savior in holy lives, it will draw all men to us. Amen. And God has given us a charge for us to live in such a way that when Christ is lifted up in our lives, that so people can see that you can live a holy, consistent life. At this time, we're going to offer a word of prayer for the speaker of the hour. Shall we look to God in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, in Jesus Christ's most righteous name, Lord, you've been so good to us, dear Father. Father God, your word says that it's in you that we live and move and have our being. And Lord, we're so grateful this time, dear God, once again, for a door open, a a door of opportunity for your word to go forth in power in conviction, dear God, Lord God, to uh, see fit that uh, the world knows that there is a Savior that's being lifted up, and his name is Jesus Christ. Uh, And as Christ is in our lives, you've empowered us to live holy, righteous lives here in this world. And Lord God, as your word goes forth this afternoon, we're praying, dear God, my God, it will send forth a sound, dear God, to awaken, dear God, souls that are asleep in sin, uh, to awaken and arouse those who are in need of a Savior, And Lord God, we come, dear God, with a burden for this world that we're in. Uh, Father, you see the wickedness around us, dear God. Lord, you see the troublesome times we're in. Uh, Father God, our prayers, uh, Lord God, goes to our leaders, dear God, uh, who are uh, leading us in, uh, in directions we may not know, but you know, dear Father. Lord God, you see the turmoil the world is in, uh, the violence that we're facing uh, in our streets, uh, our young people, dear God, and uh, innocent people, dear God, uh, being seized, dear God. Lord, our burden is, dear God, that you'll step in. Send forth, dear God, comfort. Send forth protection, dear God. Lord God, we just ask that this day, you'll, dear God, once again be manifested through the lives of your believers, even now through your preached word. Have your way, and we'll give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We'd like to introduce Elder Darius Brown. He has a message on his heart I certainly like to hear. Let's greet him with a whole hearty amen. Elder Darius Brown. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Elder Buford. Good afternoon to the saints and all those who are bringing us into their homes through whatever means you may be doing that. 
I'm grateful to be saved, grateful to be sanctified, grateful to be a part of God's church. How about you? Are you glad that you're saved on this afternoon? I don't know about you, but uh, in times like these, I am more grateful than I've ever been that God chose to deliver me from a life of sin. And there's a song that says, I've been running for Jesus a long time and I'm not tired yet. How about you? Some of us have been saved a while. Are you tired of serving God? Sometimes we get tired in these bodies, don't we? Oh, somebody know what I'm talking about. We get tired in these bodies, but thank God in my soul, I'm not tired of serving God. I still say this is the best life I've ever lived. It's the best life you'll ever live. And if you choose to come on in while the water is good and warm, you'll enjoy it too. Amen. Psalm 78, I do have a burden on my heart on this afternoon. I ask for your prayers as we give what we believe the Lord has given us to give and get right out of the way. Amen. I don't believe in staying a minute longer than the Lord want me to. Because they say you go long, you go wrong. So I, I believe you give what the Lord told you to give and get out of the way. Don't try and go longer. Don't try and expound no more. Just give it and get out of the way. Psalm 78 and verse number one, please. Give ear, O my people. Give ear, O my people. To my law. To my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I'll open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. Come on. Which we have heard. Which we and have known, heard and known. And our fathers have told us. And our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We won't hide them from their children. Showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. It is very important that we show to the generation following the praises of the Lord and his strength. Come on, it is important for us to teach our children that praising God is not an option. Sometimes our children see us go through difficult times and they need to see us say praise the Lord. They need to see us say God is good. They need to see us say God gonna bless. They need to see us press out to service when everything tells us we should not come. Difficult times, we should be an example to our children and show them the praises of God. Not because we found $20, but the praises uh, even when we don't have the money we want to have. Because God is worthy whether you got it or don't. Everybody in here ought to be telling him thank you for something because you're alive and that's enough to praise him right there. So we pass it down to the generation following. We show them the praises of the Lord. And his strength. And how he gives us power on a daily basis. We're showing our children and the generation coming the strength of God. How does God keep a man or a woman living holy from Sunday to Sunday? It's the strength of God. And we tell our children the only way uh, I'm able to live this way is because God is helping me too. Mom and daddy ain't just good people of themselves. It's the grace of God. Because if you'd have saw mama some years ago, if you'd have saw daddy just a few years ago, you wouldn't have wanted to live in this house. It's God's strength that allows us to live the way we live. Come on. And his wonderful works and, that and he every had once done. In a while, every once in a while, you got to tell the babies how God provided for us. 
We, we tell the babies, baby, yeah, that food is good, ain't it? No, no, don't you eat it. You say thank you, Lord, for the food he blessed you with because the wonderful works of God, God put food on our table. That bed you laying in, no, don't go to bed yet. We gonna thank God that you got a bed to lay in tonight because there's children who don't have a bed. His wondrous works God has provided for the people of God. We show our children that you got to be thankful for God's wonderful works. God took mama from home and brought mama to church. No accidents, no carjackings, the wonderful works of God. Baby, we're going to say, we're going to pray real quick. We're going to thank God and we're going to ask him for traveling mercies. I want to show you the wondrous works of God, how he will take us from our dangerous neighborhood and he will protect us as we drive about. He'll keep bullets away from our cars. He'll keep accidents away. I want you to be able to tell the wondrous works of God. Read please. Verse number five. For he established a testimony in Jacob. He established a testimony in Jacob. And appointed a law in Israel. Come on. Which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. God said he established a testimony in Jacob and he wanted him to make it known to his children. Our children ought to know our testimony. Our children ought to be able to look at mom and daddy and know that God has done something for them. Every once in a while, when they get old enough to understand, you got to tell them. Let me tell you the story, baby. Oh, we reading about the three little pigs and all that stuff. We telling about the wolf going. Whoo, whoo, whoo. Let me tell you about another wolf. Let me tell you a little bit of my story. See, I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters, lifted me. Now safe am I. You, you know why mama, you know why mama lived the way she lived? Why? Because love lifted me. When nothing else could help. When AA couldn't help. When N.A. couldn't help, love brought mama out of sin. Love brought daddy out of sin. We tried to do better. We tried to slow down and nothing else helped. But love drug us out of sin. I want you to understand this, baby. Read, please. That the generation to come might know them. That the generation to come might know. Even the children which should be born. I want you to understand something. Saints, if we don't live this thing, the generation to come will not know. If we don't go through our testing trials, the generation to come will not know that God can keep a man, God can keep a woman, God can bring us through hard times. If we don't go through, the generation to come won't know. It's easy to be selfish when you're going through and say, I don't want to go through this. I'm tired of going through this. But what you're going through is not for you. It's for the generation coming. It's for somebody coming behind you. They need to see the grace of God will keep you in the midst of the hardest points in your life. Read, please. Who should arise and declare them to their children? And what will happen is it's a ripple effect. When you live right, it puts you in a position that it'll spill over. 
One of them offspring. They start nibbling their salvation. Like a mouse with the cheese. You, you know, that cheese, you put that, some of y'all know, you might not want to admit it, but you know. You set that mouse trap. You put the cheese on there, peanut butter, whatever your choice is. And that mouse, he come over. He smell it. He run off. He come back. He may take a little nibble off the edge. He go off. But he coming back. And one time he going to take a, it get good to him. One time he going to take a real big bite. Ha-choo! And he get caught. He get caught right in the trap. But see, salvation is a good trap. Man, listen, you start nibbling, you coming around here, you coming around the saints nibbling and, and nibbling and, and getting the crumbs of the service nibbling, and then eventually you want to get in and get a real good bite, and all of a sudden, ha And then you get hooked in salvation. You don't want nothing else. You get stuck in this thing. You dig your heels in and testing trials and storms of life, and you get dug in. You trapped in this thing. I'm stuck. I ain't going nowhere. I'm stuck. My title this afternoon, my title this afternoon is I am a testimony. Listen, folks are looking at us and they, 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 they may not know our story. They don't know how we got to where we are. Some people think we just walk up one day and we were so good and we always been good and, you know, we just walk around and we floating on clouds and we don't have no struggles, we don't have no issues, we just floating, we just nice church people who don't have no issues. Look, I'm a testimony. He says he established a testimony in Jacob. And saints of God, God wants to establish a testimony in each and every one of us. I'm a testimony. Sometimes the devil wants you and I to forget what God has done for us. Salvation gets challenging sometimes, don't it? Oh, come on, y'all can talk. Salvation gets challenging sometimes. And the devil wants you to forget that it was only by the grace of God you escaped the powers of hell. But when we come to grips with where we are, we start thinking about the things we've been through, it brings you to a conclusion. I'm a testimony. I'm a living testimony. I don't just have to give one, I am one. I'm a witness of the grace of God. I'm a witness of what God can do. I'm a witness of how God can change a person from one state to the other. I'm a testimony. Let's walk through this, 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. I'm a testimony. The devil tries his best to attack the people who genuinely are testimonies. The devil will never accuse a sinner because he has no reason to. He only accuses people who are a testimony. You ever ask yourself why the devil telling you you ain't saved? How many times did he tell you that when you really weren't saved? When you want did the devil ever come out and say, hey, you know you're not saved, right? So now you get saved and every day the devil want to tell you, you're not saved, you're not saved, you're not saved. You're a liar. I'm a testimony. And the reason you bothering me is because of what I got. 
How does it happen? 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. I am a testimony. Come on. Therefore. Therefore. any man be in Christ. The first step is in order to be a testimony, you got to get in Christ. Not in church, but in Christ. Our testimony, saints of God. I'm going to show you, though, really your testimony began before salvation. Saints, listen. To get us to where we are now, some of the stuff that happened to us in life is part of our testimony. Long before you came to God. But what you and I don't understand is it was all part of the plan. If you hadn't gone through what you went through, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Some of the hardships we had in life. Listen, I want you to reflect this afternoon. You think about your childhood. You think about the difficulties you faced. You think about all the things that held you back and all the things that say you shouldn't have been where you are now. When you do that, you'll say, I'm a testimony. The only way I'm able to still be in my right mind is because God's mercy. Even when I was in sin, God's mercy, God's protection, he brought me all the way. We done been through some stuff. Man, we done been through some stuff. We sit here and we look clean and we look holy, but when you dig into our testimony, you'll find out God been good to us. It's not just the drinking and the smoking. There's some emotional stuff we went through. And in order for us to be able to get through it, it's because we're a testimony. God's goodness, God's grace, God's power. There's a song. It say, look at me. I'm a testimony. I didn't make it here on my own. I ain't standing here all alone. It was Jesus. Who gave me this opportunity? Look at me. Sometimes you look at your own life. And I'm going to tell you, when you really start looking at your life, your real testimony, not the one you give. Thank God I used to be on drugs. I, don't get it. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about your real testimony. When you dig into it and start looking at your life, and all that God did to bring you to salvation, the things he allowed you to go through because he knew one day you were going to want to be saved. He established a testimony. In he established it. He brought it to pass. He made it rise up. Since these testing trials we're going through, God trying to establish a testimony. He wants somebody coming behind to be able to see that if I take your job, I got grace to keep you saved. If I allow you to get beat up, I got grace. Oh, come on. We can read about it in the scriptures. Oh, that's a shame. They beat their backs. Oh, oh Lord, hammer. And at midnight, Paul is silent. Oh, yes, praise God. But when you get beat, I'm a testimony. Because they hit me and, and nothing rose up. People don't want that testimony. But somebody got to have it. God got to be able to show somebody that the grace of God, the same way they slapped Jesus, the same way they beat Jesus, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's not a fairy tale. That's the life of Christ. Amen. Amen. So when we're getting persecuted, we got to stop crying, saying they treat me so wrong. We got to recognize I'm a testimony. 
I'm supposed to go through. He said, if you're going to be in Christ, he is a new creature. Come on. All things are passed away. One of the main ways that you know you a testimony is you have power to live differently than you lived before. Do y'all remember the stuff we tried to stop and couldn't stop? Talking about on our own. Did you ever say, I ain't going to do this no more? We tried so hard, and the devil just kept wrapping us back up. And then one time we got saved for real. And we said, I'm not doing that no more. And then here was grace to give us the power not to do it no more. And we were looking at our life. We like, well, hold on. I, oh, I'm a testimony. I'm a witness of the grace of God. Why? Because I know before I couldn't stop doing this. And all of a sudden now I got power not to curse no more. Power not to lie no more. Power not to cuss no more. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a testimony. I'm a witness of what God can do. You wasting your time telling me what God can't do for you. Why? Because I'm a witness. Matthew 5. I'm a testimony. That's what testimony means. It's a witness. I'm a witness of what God can do. Anybody who's saved, you're a testimony of what God can do. And don't tell me how bound you are in sin because all of us were bound. But now we're testimonies that God's grace can reach the lowest sinner. Some of us was in some deep stuff. See, I want us to reflect, saints. We weren't always saved. And there are things in life that really are telling you and I we really shouldn't be here. I want us to understand, but for the grace of God. We can read news stories and say, that's a, oh, killed his wife. Mm, 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 mm. Ooh, shooting each other. That's a shame. Mm, 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 mm. But if it wasn't for the grace of God, somebody would be reading our story. Somebody would be reading what we did. The only reason we ain't doing that because we a testimony now. God has cleaned us up. God has fixed us up. God took that mess out of our lives and cleaned us up. And now he made us a testimony. We're a witness of what the grace of God can do. You know, when you're trying to sell a product, you, you, you want to have a good witness. They'll bring somebody. This is Lucy. Lucy had bad acne. She had her face all messed up. But after she took our product, look at her now. Her face all clear. I'm a witness that this product works. Listen, look at Darius. He was a morally good sinner. Didn't do all the big stuff, but he was a sinner nonetheless. On his way to hell. He got dipped in the blood of Jesus. Look at Darius now. The power of God that's allowing him to live above sin on a daily basis. I don't know about you. I'm a testimony that salvation works. I'm a testimony that if you get in this thing and get in it real good, God will fix your life. You need a witness, I'm a witness, it works. You tired of crying on your pillow, I'm a testimony. He'll stop you from crying on your pillow. You tired of suicidal thoughts, I'm a testimony. He'll take away your suicidal thoughts. You tired of drinking, I'm a testimony. He'll take drinking out of your mouth. You tired of dancing, I'm a testimony. He'll stop your feet from dancing. I'm a testimony this afternoon. 
Matthew 5. We try to put it in songs in the reign of church of God. We, we try to put it in songs. Uh, today I ran into the crowd. I used to hang around. I told them that the world and I no longer could agree. And when they asked me why, this was my reply. There's been a change. A change in me. When you become a testimony, when God show you, he's made you a testimony, you're going to recognize there's a change. The song says there's been a change in me. A change in me. I'm not the one I used to be. All things are passed away since Christ has set me free. There's been a change. One part of that song says the years have now passed by. Old friends have no reply. Come on. People don't want to be around you become a testimony. Oh, they want to hang when you was in sin, but when you change your life, they like, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I ain't really. You kind of different now, man. You know, this ain't really going to work out. Why? Because you're a testimony. When I was living like you, I was good. But when, when I get all mixed up with Christ, I got in a relationship with Christ, and you don't want nothing to do with Christ, and you don't want nothing to do with me. So you're like, well, yeah. No, man, I'll see you later. Why they don't want to be around? Because you're a testimony. And, and, and what happens is here, Matthew 5 and verse number 14, what does this say? Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill as a cannot testimony, be hid. As a testimony, you're automatically a light. A city set on a hill. See, the good thing is, I ain't ashamed of my testimony. The world, the world wants us to be ashamed of our testimony. They want the sisters to be ashamed that you ain't letting it all hang out. Somebody needs to have some pride in their testimony and stand up and say, no, I'm a testimony. I'm a testimony that you ain't got to let it all hang out to be a woman of 2017. I'm a testimony that you can have some virtue. You can have some respect. I'm a testimony that you ain't got to let everything show. You can leave something to the imagination. I'm a testimony. That's why I dress the way I dress. Oh, don't feel sorry for me. Oh, no, don't feel sorry for me. No, I'm a testimony. I love the way I dress. I dress the way I love, and I love the way I dress. I'm a testimony. Glory be to God. I used to be messed up. Oh, I could show it all if I wanted to, but I'm a testimony now. I got to show what Jesus looked like. And Jesus looked so good, he don't have you looking like no old maid. He make the way attractive. I'm a testimony. I'm modest and yet my clothes are nice and stylish and modern. I'm a testimony. Let your light shine. Quit putting, come on, he gonna tell us. Read, 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 please. Neither do men light a candle. Come on. And put it under a bushel, Look. but on a candlestick. I ain't ashamed. When I go in the cafeteria at work, I'm gonna pray over my food. Thank you, Father, for the food. I should bless the sanctify. Let it be nourishing to my body. Bless the hands that prepared. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm a testimony. And because I'm a testimony, I pray over my food. I'm not ashamed that I pray. I'm not ashamed that I read my Bible. 
I'm not ashamed that I obey the Spirit of God. I'm not ashamed that I don't go where I used to go. I'm not ashamed that I don't carry meat cleavers no more. I don't carry knives no more. I don't have guns no more. I'm not ashamed. I'm a testimony. Devil trying to shame you. Hear the world doing all this wickedness. Don't have no shame in their lives at all. Women letting everything hang out and they gonna make you ashamed because you choose to have some self-respect. I'm a testimony. He said, let your light shine. Don't you be ashamed. Don't you put nothing over it. Don't you be scared to carry your Bible. Carry your Bible. Sunday morning, you going somewhere. Where are you going today? Oh, I have, a, I have a place I go. Man, look, I'm going to church. I'm a testimony. The world trying to shame us. He said, no man light a candle and put it under a bushel. Come on. But on a candlestick. They put it on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. It gives light to everybody around. When you're a testimony, your light shines and it can't help itself. You go on that job and your light just shines. Holiness, it just beams out of you. And people get mad. They'll, they'll come in this, this undercut way. You know, I can't stand self-righteous people. People who think they so holy. That's the under, under jab to you. Because the light is shining so bright. You're such a testimony and they're not. So their eyes get, they, they like, look, you, you're so bright. I mean, it don't take all of that. You need to take some of that light out. Hurting my eyes. I'm a testimony. I'm not ashamed. Ephesians, the second chapter. Let's, let's talk about this. I'm a testimony. Saints, I'm so glad that the things we've been through has not broken us. Let's think about 2017. Think about what you've gone through in 2017. Can anybody say they're a testimony today? When you think about since January of 2017 to now. Think about it. I'll wait, think. Think of the mind battles you've been through. Think of the financial battles you've been through. Think of the mental anguish you've gone through. Think of the family problems you've had. Think about the spiritual struggles you've had. Think about all of that and how you're sitting here today. Can you take credit for it? Is it because you're so spiritual, you're so good, you did everything the way you needed to? You're going to find when you finish calculating, I'm a testimony. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be this afternoon? We have some hard times. We have some hard situations. But I'm so glad sometimes God know how to get in there and establish a testimony. He said, if I take you out, then ain't nobody going to know God can bring them through this. Some of us going through stuff right now. And it don't feel good. It sometimes seems like the walls are closing in. But I want to remind you this afternoon, you're a testimony. 
and God ain't going to let them walls close all the way. At some point, God will get in there and he'll stop and he'll say enough is enough. But right now, he's trying to establish a testimony because somebody needs to see that you can go through what you and I are going through and stay saved. He got to establish a testimony. Get me out of this, get me out of this, get me out of this. Paul said, Paul said, get me out of this. This thorn in my side, get it out of me. He said, no, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. My grace is He's telling us the same thing. You're a testimony. My grace is sufficient. I'm not taking you out. My grace is sufficient. Why? Because somebody's looking at you. And they need to see the grace of God. Ephesians 2 and 1. And you have he quickened. You have he made alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Because for a long time we were spiritually dead. Y'all know doing the same things. Waking up the same thing. Same devil. Same demons. We took them to sleep with us. Woke up with them. Same demons. They slept in our bed. Same demons. But then one day he made us alive. I, I like to give the demonstration of this. You know, the defibrillator. We were dead. Nothing worked. Some of us tried to come to God one time. It just didn't work. We weren't ready yet. We weren't, we weren't tired of sin. Still dead. But one of them times, he did the spiritual defibrillators. Crack house, game banging, drugging, uh, shacking, doing lottery line, riverboat. We were doing all morally good, trapped down in Babel, all of that. And one time he struck them chords, boom, and we came alive. Man, it was like night of the living dead. One of them times he, he did it to us. One of them times he said, poop, and we came up. Right when it touched us, when the blood was applied immediately, boom, you have he quickened. We came alive. He made us living testimonies who were dead in trespasses and sin. I'm telling you, I'm a testimony. Isaiah 42, we got to tell ourselves this. We got to tell the devil this. When we feel heavy, when we feel like life is everything but good, we have to say, Lord, roll back the curtains of memory now and then. Show me where you brought me from. Sinner friend, you are where you are right now because God is trying to establish a testimony. All of us that are saved, we had to say something. Something had to happen to draw us to God. You didn't just wake up one day and say, I want to be saved. Something happened. And that's part of your testimony. The path to our testimony, the path to salvation for some of us is paved with some real hurts, some real scars, abuse, depression, bipolar, anger, anxiety, all types of dysfunctional families, generational curses, all type of stuff on our path. But it's part of our testimony. And despite all that mess we had, God thought enough of you and I to bring us to where we are today. The song said there were millions in the world who were so much better than, man, a lot of my friends were better than me. But God chose to make me a testimony. 
He can make a testimony out of you the other way, though. He can make a testimony out of you for the negative. Aren't you glad he chose to make a a positive testimony out of you? There are people that are dying right now. And God is saying, that's a testimony. When you disobey me. When you stay out in sin. When you refuse to come when I say come, you shorten your days. That's a testimony of what will happen to you. Testimony. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. He could have did that to me. He could have did that to you. He could have allowed our family to get saved at our funerals. But God's mercy, God's love to you and I, he allowed mercy to cover us in our sins. And sometimes we say that like we deserve being here. I hear what you're saying. I just wasn't all the way out there. But you were out there. I didn't go as far as some of you are, but you went. God saved me at an early age, but before he saved you, you was a sinner. I'm a testimony. All of us needed God's mercy. All of us needed God's grace. All of us needed his provision. We all needed to be saved. Nobody was so good that they didn't need the grace of God. All of us were made testimonies. And listen. If you don't come when he say come, he'll make you a testimony too. Isaiah 42 and verse number three. I'm a testimony. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. Can I have another conversation with us? Listen. You ever have struggles? Does God ever tell you, you know what, you're not praying like you ought? You're not following me as close as you ought. Our relationship ain't as tight as it need to be. There are times, saints, when that happens to us. I want to show you that you're a testimony. What does he say? A bruised reed shall he not break. Sometimes you're just not as strong as you ought to be. And the devil like, you doomed now forever. I got you now. But the scripture says, a bruised reed, God will not break. When it seems like the pressure is just so great and you're about to cave in, God will not allow you to break. If you got a mind to hold on, God will not break you. Don't you recognize so many times we were going to break, but God said, a bruised reed, I will not break. If I see a little ounce of desire, I see a little bit of a mind to want to stay saved. My God, my God. If I see a little bit of something in you that still want to hold on, I will not break. That soul that on Jesus does lean for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes that soul though all hell should endeavor to shake I will not I will not I will not forsake we've been in tight spots and the only way you and I are still here is because he did not break us a bruise sometimes you hurt and you want to just rub your wound. 
God give you some recovery time. I'm talking about I'm a testimony. See, I've been through some things. I done had some struggles. But I thank God God brought me out every single time. A bruised reed, he won't break. What else? And a smoking flax shall he not quench. Sometimes there's a blaze in your soul. You on fire. I mean a lit. But then there's some times the blaze ain't blazing. You don't feel the presence of God. You feel forsaken. You're in, your, in the middle of your battle and it seems like God has just left you. He said, all, all I need to see, a little smoke. It, it ain't got to be no smoke bomb. I, all I need to see is, is just a little bit. I need to see a desire in you to go a little bit further. I need to see a desire in you that, Lord, I don't want to fail you. I've come too far to turn around. I'm climbing up, and I can't come down. I need to see a little bit if I see a smoking flax. I'm a testimony because sometimes all I was was a smoking flax. But I thank God. What did he say? A smoking flax shall he not quench. God did not quench me. God didn't put out the smoke. God didn't stop the grace. God didn't stop his mercy. Even when all I was was a smoking flax. God got in there. And before long there was some fire. And the blaze was blazing all over again. Why? Because God was there. I'm a testimony. How many times did the devil try and take us out? How many times did the devil count us out? But God, every single time, came into our rescue. I'm a testimony. I didn't make it here on my own. Acts 26 and 22. I'm a testimony this afternoon. Acts 26 and 22, I want to show you just a few things here. Acts 26, 22. Having therefore obtained help of God. Know why you ain't snapped yet. Know why you ain't backslid. Know why you were able to get back after you backslid. Having obtained help. Of God. Of God. I continue unto this day. Psalms 41 and 11. I want to show you you're a testimony. I'm a testimony. God's mercy. He'll keep you from falling. And should it happen that you do. His mercy. That prodigal son was out there. He saw him a ways out. He like killed a fatty cat. This my son was dead. He was dead. He had backslid. He was dead. But he's alive again. Come on, I'm a testimony that God will show mercy on you. I'm a testimony that God will give you a second chance. He don't give everybody a second chance. But some of us are a testimony. He gave us a second chance. I'm a testimony he can deliver you from babbling. Some people were in false religion. And a lot of our family is still in false religion. How did you get out? I'm a testimony. That's how I got out. It ain't that I just walked out and said, I ain't going here no more. No, God had to open your eyes. God had to show you this is not the place. And then he gave you the grace to take a stand for truth. I'm a testimony. We hope you have enjoyed gospel time today. If we can be of any help, 
Please let us know by writing to the Church of God at 4601 South Drexel Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60653, or phone 773-548-7133. If you would like to visit with us, our order of service is as follows. Sunday morning Bible school at 9.15 a.m. Sunday morning worship service, 11 o'clock a.m. Sunday night worship service at 5 p.m. Tuesday night worship service at 7 p.m. Prayer service on Thursday at 12 noon and Friday night Bible class at 7 p.m. Remember at this same time next week. You may hear Gospel Time over radio station AM 1160 Hope for your life from 5 till 6 p.m. Please visit our website at churchofgodofchicago.com and like us on Facebook at Church of God of Chicago. This is the last month that Gospel Time will have a radio broadcast. To those of you who have listened to us for many years or have recently joined us, we say thank you. Gospel Time would not have thrived without your support or your prayers. You can join us live on Periscope. Download the app from the Google Play Store for Android or the iTunes Store for iPhone. Find us under People, C-O-G-O-C, -O Gospel Time. You can also find Periscope on our website, churchofgodofchicago.com. As we bring this broadcast message to a close, we would like to leave this scripture from the word of God with you. Psalm 128, verse 1. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. The musician for this broadcast has been our pianist, Sister Naomi Horton. Your reader and announcer for today has been Sister Alice Allen. May God bless and keep you. Psalms 41 and 11, what does that say? Psalms 21 11. 41, 41 and 11, please. Psalms 41 and 11. I'm a testimony. In Hebrews, he said, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. It said before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God the only testimony that matters by this saints when I die there's only one testimony that matters I want Enoch's testimony I want God to be able to say your testimony you're a witness you please me your life pleases me that's all that matters I want to be a testimony that God can say my life pleases him read Psalms 41 11 sometimes the devil accuses by us this, I know that thou favorest me. This is how I know I'm a testimony. Because mine enemy does Look, not triumph same, over me. Man, listen. The devil would love to have us back. He licking his chats. Ooh, if I could just have one day with Crystal. Ooh, if I could. Ooh, if the Lord would just give me one opportunity. Ooh, the way I know I'm a testimony is because all the demons, all the devils, all the enemies that are trying to take me out, they do not what? Triumph over me. God giving me victory. I might be struggling sometimes, but I still got victory. I still have joy. I still have joy. After all the things I've been through, I still have joy. I still have peace. I still have peace. None of my enemies, the devil would love to get you back. You may be the most frail saint, but this is how I know I'm a testimony. My enemies don't triumph over me. I still got victory. Pastor Gordon, you say, I'm wearing the victory belt. 
I still got victory this afternoon. It don't matter how you feel. I've got victory this afternoon. It don't matter what you see. You and I need to declare, I'm a testimony. Amen. Thank you, Sister Alice. What a wonderful reminder of what God has done for us. If we have a testimony, this building should be rocking with noise and praise of what God has done for us. Because this is a double-sided story here. What the brother said was really focusing in on what God does for someone when he changes us. And this is a testimony of deliverance as he's talking about when God delivers a person from their sins. This is an experience, a life-changing event that took place that I no longer remain the same that I'm different, that I've accepted Christ. That's the positive side. When we give our lives to God and God instantaneously changes us, makes us new creatures in Christ, that's a positive testimony. You can be a testimony also in a negative aspect. And my friend, this day at this time when we make this plea to those on the uh, uh, radio waves, across the radio waves, and even those who may be listening and looking into us live, God is pleading to you, and this plea is to you specifically if you're not saved. And your testimony is one that you're still in your sins. That's not a good testimony to have. That's not a good life to keep in. And the longer you prolong keeping off uh, uh, the plea of God and the longer you prolong staying out there and sin, don't you know time can come to a point where God can seal you in that condition? Then now you become a, a, a showcase to people who have rejected God. And you stand as a true testimony in a negative aspect. If you don't mind, let me share this with you in the book of Romans, the eighth cha uh, ninth chapter. And Sister Alice, you can read this. We focus in on the positive side. There's a, a certain aspect I want to just uh, touch on a little, just so you see that this can be a positive or a negative. In Romans 9, chapter, in the verse number uh, uh, 16, please. So then, so then, it is not of him that will. It is not of him that will. See, this is not about willpower. See, let's make a distinction here. You do not have the capacity within you to affect a positive change where you can stop sinning. You don't have that capacity. We don't have that strength. We don't even have the ability to do that. So it's not about willpower. It's not about me waking up one morning and say, you know what? Ah, I'm going to stop doing the sin business. You can have that mind, but if you think you can do it yourself, you're deceiving yourself. It's not of him that willeth. Nor of him that runneth. Nor of him that runneth. But of God that showeth mercy. It, it's so God-centric. It's God-focused. It's God that showeth mercy. Come on. For the scriptures saith unto Pharaoh. For the word God spoke. Even to this, this leader called Pharaoh. God had Pharaoh as an example and it wasn't a good one. See, when we're saying I'm a testimony, let's keep it in the proper context. What we want you to have is a positive testimony, not one in which we're about to read about. For the scripture or the word saith unto Pharaoh. Even for this same purpose, even have for I this raised same me up, purpose, Pharaoh, I raised you up for this reason. That I might show my power in thee. That I might show my power in thee. 
and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Come on, what Therefore, God was saying here, what God was saying here was Pharaoh, I rose you up, many knew the story about Pharaoh, that wicked ruler in Egypt that had the children of Israel in bondage and God, because God hardened his heart because he would not hearken to the cry of God. God said, I'm going to set forth you an example of what happens when you reject me. There's consequences. And yes, you will be a testimony. God left it on record for us as an example of someone rejecting God's plea. So as we stand this time, and those over the radio waves and even those listening to us or looking at us live, our prayer to you, my friends, if you're not saved and don't know God and the free pardon of your sins, don't harden your heart. Come unto God at this time while he's pleading to you. Those in this audience, to my left and to my right, there's a prayer room. Someone will meet you there and instruct you how you can have a testimony of deliverance from sin. The elder was preaching in such a way to show us that we don't have to remain in the same state. If we're a sinner, God can change us. And those who have, he has saved, he's given us an experience to be able to share with others of the goodness of God and what God can do for you. As the choir gives us a song at this time, to my left and to my right, we plead to you to give your life to God at this time. Is there one? Will you come? Jesus points to his wounded side. That was for you and I. There's a cleansing stream. Come and take a plunge in the blood of Christ. He'll change you forever. We have an audience here full of witnesses who can give a testimony of true deliverance from sin. And see, we know what it's like, that struggle of being a sinner out there, having a rerun of sin, thinking things are going to change, and it turns only for the worse. Saying, I want, I'm tired of the drinking, I'm tired of the shacking, I'm tired of this bad relationship. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And on the other side, there's God pulling at your tug, tugging at your heart, telling you, get your life right. I got something better for you. I got true life. I got an abundant life for you. Give me a try. You tried the drugs. You tried that woman. You tried that man. You tried your way. Give me a chance. Is there one? Oh, this message did not go empty. This message did not come just to be a lovely song to us. Oh, it came with a, it had, it had an agenda. It had a reason why it was sent forth, because there's someone out there now struggling in sin. Or maybe there's someone who has uh, come confronted the very spirit of discouragement. Maybe you feel your self-worth has dropped to the point now you feel like it's just not worth it. But God has something better for you. Again, to my left and to my right.
Before, before we close out, thank you for your patience as an audience. We're going to offer a word of prayer. But before we offer a word of prayer, sometimes some people need to be convinced that, listen, because we're saved now, don't look at us that you don't have any problems and all that. There's some scriptures that, uh, uh, just a few scriptures here, Sister Alice, in the book of Titus, the third chapter. We're going to let you go. I just want you to see the depths of the testimony of what God has brought us, those who are saved from, and you can have the same experience. Titus 3 and 3. For we ourselves, come on. For we, come on, sister. Okay. For, our, for we ourselves, for we also ourselves, were talking about those, listen to this, as a preference, those who are already saved, we can attribute this, these scriptures to our lives now when we reflect back. We should not forget where we came from. Is that right? Now, oftentimes, people who are on the outside, those not saved, looking on us who are saved, think that we can't appeal to them. That's where the power of our testimony comes in. We ourselves, come on. Also were sometimes foolish. He does not play around here. He's getting right to the point of what we used to be. Come on, we were foolish. Disobedient. We were disobedient. Deceived. We were deceived. Serving divers' lusts. Serving, serving divers' all types. You name it. It got to the point in Galatians where Paul was given an itemized list of sins and he said such like. Things that I don't have time to list. This scripture here says divers all types. Various ones on either side of the aisle. Whether it's from sexual sins to various lust of power, various pervertedness, divers all types of lust and pleasures. Come on. Living in malice and envy. Now listen to this. Living in malice and envy and carrying things in our hearts against people. Yet coming across as a productive member of society, an upstanding citizen, but yet in their heart they have murder, envy, hate. This was some of us. This was our former life. And having been delivered from that makes us a testimony. Come on. Hateful, hateful, and hating one another. Oh, do another. I need to go any further than that? The world we're living in now, we're seeing that on full display. Racial wars and, and uh, prejudice and bigotry. These were in the hearts of, 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 of sinners. Come on, read it. But after that, but I like this, but after that, God. but after that, after that experience when God saves us from our sins, after that, the kindness, the kindness and love of God. Love of God. Our Savior. Yes. Toward men appeared. Come on, read it. Not by works of righteousness, Come on. which we have done, but according to his mercy. According he to God's saved mercy, us. he delivered us. By the washing of regeneration yes. and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Sister Alice. Now we have a testimony being delivered. We're going to offer a word of prayer because someone here, no doubt in their heart, desires this life, but they are struggling. Maybe there's someone who is uh, saved, but they're struggling. We're going to offer a word of prayer for you. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, 
In Jesus Christ's most righteous name, you've been so gracious unto us, dear Lord, offering a word once again to encourage us, dear God, to walk in this life as a saint. And, oh God, offering those who do not know thee in the pardon of their sins, dear God, a, a chance to come and be a testimony of deliverance, witnessing the power of God in their lives. We pray for those that are not saved at this time, even under the sound in our voice in, a, in this audience and even live, dear God. My God, our prayer is that you will show mercy, give them this opportunity and a mind to be saved. Lord, we realize that with a mind to be saved, Lord, it's so powerful that it can break through all of Satan's devices, that he will try to hold and kidnap souls away from you. And Lord, those who are struggling right now, we pray, dear God, that you give them the strength that only you can give. We're praying, dear God, for strength from the strongest, uh, deliverance from the one who can deliver. As you have talked to the hearts of men and women, dear God, we just thank you now. We pray in a special way that someone somewhere will offer, dear God, a word of repentance to you. If they confess their sins to you, Lord, your word says you're faithful and just to forgive them of their sins and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. We leave these souls in your hands, praying that they'll never be the same, that you give them the opportunity to make a, a, clear, a clean break from sin, that they can be a true witness and have a testimony of deliverance from sin. And, Father, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, because your name is worthy. In the name of Christ Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, choir, at this time. We thank God for the wonderful works that were on display today, his delivering power and the tremendous word of God that was shared amongst us. Thank God that we can worship God in spirit and in truth. All right. At this time, we would like to acknowledge any guests we have with us today. Any guests came out, either you came out on your own, the saints have any guests they would like to acknowledge at this time. Any guests? Okay, thank you. Any guests? All right. How about announcements? Any announcements? I'm asking the saints to consider the following announcements.